Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is Hour 2 on this Friday. It's a meet Friday at that, in case you're wondering, and I know you are. Traeger Grills will be fired up coming up next hour. We're having Philly cheesesteaks. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Also, Seton and the uh, Big German brought in donuts today. These are good donuts, by the way. It's supposed to be, you know, like world-famous donuts that we have today, Seton? Best in the state. They said top ten in the country. They, but they, they're, they're spicy. They're tasty. They're yeah. good. Yeah, it's they're real good. good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, it's mm-hmm. hour two. We'll talk to Jamal Crawford. He'll join us on loan from NBA TV. We'll recap last night. What are the expectations for Victor Wambayama? And also... How do the Golden State Warriors and Chris Paul make this work? Because after being traded to the Wizards, Chris Paul was a popular trade candidate. And the Hall of Famer was dealt to Golden State yesterday in exchange for Jordan Poole and some uh, future first-round picks. And at first glance, adding him seems like an odd fit. And when I was told this, whatever it was, 10 days ago, hey, Golden State is interested in Chris Paul, I kept thinking, how does that work unless... He is your point guard for the second team. They had to get rid of Jordan Poole. I don't think that you could bring back Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Uh, It's best for both that they, if Jordan Poole has a fresh start someplace else. And Washington, and and he's a good player. He just kind of collapsed in the playoffs this year. But can he give you 20 a night? Yeah, might not be a meaningful 20, but he's going to Washington and a chance to get away from Draymond Green. Imagine that you get knocked out in preseason and then you're the one that gets traded. But Golden State knows Draymond Green is more valuable and they're going to keep everybody together probably for one or two more years. I don't know how much longer Chris Paul can play at his age, but if I can bring him off the bench and let's say he's playing 20, 25 minutes a night, that's good. You know, he played 32 minutes a game last year. If I can reduce that, and he can give us a lift. He can help the younger players, that second unit. All right. I guess I can see it work. But we'll ask Jamal Crawford. He'll join us coming up. Yes, Mark? Draymond's going to be even more unbearable at training camp because he gets into it with another player, and he says, hey, you see what happened to the last guy, right? <laughs> you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Get knocked out and go to Washington? Yeah. You don't want me to pool you because <laughs> I'll do that to you. 
Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Major League Baseball, PGA Tour, IndyCar, and more. And this show on Peacock, the most live sports of any streamer. Check it out, the sports tab on PeacockTV.com or the Peacock app to learn more. Poll question, Seton. First hour we put up, uh, who had the best week? Greg Popovich, Chris Paul, Deion Sanders, or Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, right now, 59% have popped. Which makes sense. Yeah. He's not going to be retiring anytime soon. Gosh, I thought two years ago he was going to turn the reins over to Becky Hammond. I really thought that. Um, or a year ago, I think, that I thought that. But uh, Pop, Pop's not going anywhere anytime soon, I wouldn't think, Mm-mm. with uh, Victor Wambayama in town. We also put up there, Grady Dick's outfit last night was awesome or awful. <laughs> 79% uh, of the audience just don't get it, apparently. They said awful. I wasn't big on it. I appreciated it. I really did. It's the biggest night of your life. Yeah. I maybe it was awfully awesome. How's that? Like it was it was so bad you might think it was good. See, I'm more uncomfortable with dudes who don't wear a shirt under their jacket and it's just their bare chest. That to me is like the it's the biggest night of your life. I get it. I mean you're shredded. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not my look. Yeah, I'd rather wear red sequins than have my chest. See, up. I would have a, a like a see-through, like a transparent uh, suit that you could see through. If I was you know ripped and I really wanted to have that look, then you'd be able to look see through my jacket and see my abs. Like a shower curtain, like the, the like the, <laughs> the, the, the shower curtain that you can kind of see through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'd leave a little bit, you know, to the mystery of Maybe it. like a waste area there with a towel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you do all that work. That's that's why these guys take their shirts off at the uh, parades. Oh, yeah. These football guys. No fat guy takes his shirt off. Right. Do you see Aaron Donald at the Rams parade? His shirt was off before he got out of his car. Yeah. J.R. Smith. Oh, I mean, if I was jacked, I'd probably be uh, shirtless on this show. I like the guys who aren't jacked who take their shirts off. <laughs> Like like Jason Kelsey's, you know, he's a big, strong dude, the center for the yeah. Eagles, but he's got the boiler up front. Yeah. All right, so what's poll question for hour two, Seed? Yeah, we just put up the Grady Dick one. Uh, we also have, this is a little bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe a topic, but five years from now, last night's draft will be seen as stacked or weak. Okay. Stacked or weak. You can have one guy that makes it, or all of a sudden are we going to be looking back and... Mm-hmm. One of the things that I heard a lot last night from Jay Billis was he said it multiple times with um, people who are being picked. Right. We already know their floor. Now it's just a matter of how high their ceiling is. And it was almost all these like three and D guys where it's like, we know that he could shoot threes. Now we just have to see if the rest of his game develops. I just want to know, does the work start now? Like, do they understand now the work starts? Because, hey, I made it. I got drafted. Now I want to know, do you understand the work starts now? Plus, I think these guys who can shoot threes are going to be basketball's version of running backs. It's like, um, all right, you know, that guy cost too much. You know what? Let me go get another guy, you know, wing guy, uh, three and D, or just a three guy. It just feels like they're going to be able to find, oh, man, that guy can shoot. Used to be that guy could get to the hoop. Now it's that guy can shoot. They can be a little interchangeable. You just get another guy to shoot. Yeah, yes. And it feels like running backs, it'll be interchangeable where you go, 
All right, uh, this guy, uh, too much money. Let's get another guy. We'll find another guy who can shoot threes. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, second round pick somewhere. Oh, 6'8", 220. Shot 38% from the three-point line? Yeah, I know. All right. Okay, when you're shooting 38% from three-point range in college, to me, that's not great. It's college. That's not a difficult three. Now, I know people are guarding you. But NBA three and college three, there's a little bit of a difference there. In fact, there's a big difference there. And if you're shooting, when they, they were talking about uh, Juwan Howard's son, Jet, man, he, he can shoot from the logo, and he shoots uh, 38%. I go, maybe we don't shoot from the logo. Maybe we move in a little bit here. Yes, Eden. I like that. Somebody last night, they were talking about, like, yes, the guy can shoot threes, but he can't guard anybody. And I forget who it was. It might have been J.J. Redick. And they were like, can we stop with that? Who cares? They're like, Kyle Korver could shoot a three. He never guarded anybody in his life, played for 18 years. <laughs> Why, when are we going to let go of this whole can't guard anybody thing? Well, Nobody cares. Remember Joker, that uh, he wasn't good at the other end and, and Bede was a better defender? That was part of people's logic, why they didn't vote for Joker? Yeah, but he's a liability on defense. I watched the NBA Finals. It just didn't seem like he was that much of a liability on defense. We pick and choose. It's like, man, that guy, he doesn't play defense at all. Okay. Larry Bird wasn't a good defender. Came up with, he played the passing lanes, but nobody ever said, you know, Bird can't play defense. It was like, uh, who's guarding Bird? I don't know if Magic was a good defender. All I know is, who was guarding Magic? Or Steve Nash. He can't guard anybody. You're right. Who's guarding him? Chances are we're going to have an advantage every single time down the floor. Yes, Marv? The NBA draft is my favorite thing. It's so much different than the NFL draft because the NFL draft is about guys who have produced on the college level. The NBA draft is about guys, what you think they might be able to do at the next level. Bloop. Guy averaged 8.7 points. He's the fourth pick in the draft. I know. I know. And that's, we love potential. When you see that guy and you go, yeah, I know what he can do. But that guy... It, 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 I always go back to Deshaun Watson. That dude in college did whatever, what he did what you wanted a great quarterback to do. And, but we saw it. Mitchell Trubisky, have you seen this guy? He, he's only played 13 games. Man, he's, the sky's the limit. I'm going, okay. But after a while, the guy who does it right in front of you, I have to account for that. Yes, Eden. But right there, you know, people, especially the NBA draft, get a lot of criticism for not speaking negatively about the draft picks. It's all positive. Everybody was great last night. Everybody, But I think that's because nobody really has any idea who's going to work out. And I don't mean that as a slight towards people who do it for a living. I just don't think, aside from LeBron and Victor Wembanyama, like those guys, the, the obvious ones that are like, this is a really big deal, right? Luka was probably in there, would he go third, maybe? He, there's some people that stand out as like, this dude's probably going to be it. But the rest of them, it's a total crapshoot. You have absolutely no idea who's going to make it and who isn't. And it felt like everybody's around the same size with the same wingspan. And same skill set. Yeah. It, yeah. They all, they all do the exact same thing. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's one-dimensional, it feels like. Like, how do, I, how do I get to the NBA? Well, if you can be a, a wing guy, a 3 and D, you can get there. Yeah, 6-7, hit a 3. Yeah. You're in. That's it. Except for the Twins. 
The twins were funny because one of them was like this slasher attacker and the other one was a lockdown defender. And it's like, oh, yeah, I wonder how they figured that out. They guarded each other. Yeah, they were guarding each other all the right. time in the garage or, you know, in the driveway. Yeah, you imagine that. Uh, let's see. Bryson, California. I think you're going to have to wait about three or four years. You know, when you're looking at 18 or 19-year-olds, you got to wait a couple of years to kind of figure out who they're going to be. Uh, you know, Brandon Miller, he'll grow into the body. Uh, Victor Wambayama, but some of these other players. And, uh, you know, imagine Drew Timmy. He did everything you want a college basketball player to do. He went undrafted. He, he would give you, you know, 20 points, Sonogo from uh, UConn. Like, they did what you want college basketball players to do, but they don't fit in with today's NBA. Yeah, Paul. The worst thing you could be in college basketball right now for your future is an All-American. If you're an All-American, that means you're a junior or a senior. You're very accomplished and very well-known. Zach Eady of Purdue. He went back to Purdue because he's probably going to make more money at Purdue. Trace Jackson Davis, for uh, the senior at Indiana, he was the second-to-last pick of the draft. He averaged 22-11 and 11 in the Big Ten. Uh, Drew Timmy, he's one of the all-time leading scorers in, in his conference history, his school history. He didn't get sniffed at the draft. Yeah. All these, If you look at the All-American list from years and years ago, those guys were the top five picks. Uh, Bryce in California. Hi, Bryce. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, six foot, soft, 220. Um, I have a couple Victor nicknames for you guys. Uh, Why don't we bring back a 90s marketing legend and call him the Grand Yamama? Or, since he moves so fluidly on the court, we can call him the French Trickler. French Tickler, French Tick, okay. Fritzy's not here today, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah, Fritzy's not here today. Does he have that guy calling on his behalf? Uh, we have Yacht Rock today. That's Marvin's cookout playlist. Uh, he's been killing it so far. Uh, we've been told to stay in our lane when it comes to uh, analyzing, criticizing, critiquing Christopher Cross. Correct. Yes, Mark. But how come people don't understand that we don't have a lane? Okay. I mean, we, we do talk about everything. I think what some of these people are saying is when you talk about something – that you're going to be specific, then maybe you shouldn't talk about that if you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, Mark. What makes our show so different is I get excited about the Super Bowl and the Oscars because I already know how my Monday is going to be. Like, it's just on the same level to me. Like, the Super Bowl and the Oscars on this show? Yeah. Like, the Monday after? Yeah. I know exactly what we're talking about today. Yeah. Like, oh, LeBron scored 80. Cool. But that's in the B block. Yeah. The B block. <laughs> TV term. Yeah. People asking, by the way, uh, how trivia night went, Marvin. You and your wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Big we anniversary. won. You won? We won 90s trivia night. Let's go. Okay. Yep. Give, give us a couple of questions. All right, so who was who? the actress who played Felicity on the show Felicity? Oh, uh, she's got curly hair. Yeah, Paul. Uh, Calista Flockhart? No. I, I don't, is that the show? I don't remember. Calista Flockhart was... Nice uh, uh, what's her name? She played Al- that doctor. Al- Allie, lawyer. Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal. Allie McBeal. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Russell. Car- Car- yes. Oh, Carrie Russell. She's in The Diplomat. Now. Oh, yeah. All right. What else do you have, Mark? All right. Uh, OPP stood for what? Other people's uh, property? Or? Well, <laughs> there's a couple other P's, but they, property was, oh, was the technical term. Yes. You know me. I'm OPP. That's right. Yeah. This 90s is my wheelhouse. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, what was the uh, what was the musician's name that came to an in store on Empire Records? Oh dang! Oh, it was, uh, 
I can uh, Eddie Vedder. No, he's a fictional character. Oh, fictional character. And, and uh, Liv Tyler uh, loved him. Yeah, Paul. Rex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rex Boddington, Rex Bodington. <laughs> what, what show was it? Empire Records was a movie. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, it's good. It's Well, I don't know if it still holds up, but I remember at the time thinking it was very good. Rex Hogard? I don't know. Rex, Rex something. Rex Hogard. Do you know, did you know that one, Marvin? Rex Manning. Rex I did Manning. Not. Okay. <laughs> that one was killing me because I said Rex. Oh, he was such a jerk. And everybody, the reaction Paulie had yeah. was everybody's reaction. Oh, what was his name? Oh. Okay. And then they would play uh, like a bonus song. After the ten questions for each round, yeah, and you would have to name the artist, or they would do stuff like, uh, "Oh, what movie was Iris?" Like, what was the soundtrack? City of Angels. Was that Bloop? Oh, Meg Ryan and uh, Nicholas Nick Cage. Cage. Yes, yeah. that was in his. He was killing it then. Yeah. He was on top of the mountain. So they were doing like stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah. you know, a bunch of other stuff. But we ended up winning all that useless information. Well, congratulations. What a wonderful way to spend your anniversary. It was. Yeah. I couldn't think of any other well, thing fun to do. You're in love. You're, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're in, you're in like. Thank you. Yeah. Did you tell your wife my philosophy that you fall in love, but you stay married because you like each other? No, but I will. Yeah, you should. I think we share an anniversary with somebody else, with two other people. Oh. John Calipari? Wait. John Calipari's... Wedding anniversary it was yesterday. Oh, and he and he was at the NBA draft. Yeah. Okay. And someone else that we're pretty familiar with. You've been in a couple of his movies. Adam Sandler's wedding anniversary. A loop. Oh, big two zero. I think. Big twenty, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So congrats to those guys yeah, too. Absolutely. All right. In life, that's great. I love love. All right, we'll take a break. Jamal Crawford will uh, give us his expectations for Victor One by Yama. And also, how do the Golden State Warriors make it work with Chris Paul? Back after this. Shopping for tires can be deflating. Pun intended. Not at TireRack.com. Free shipping, free road hazard protection, just the start. They test the tires. They have their own test track there. They push the tires to the limit. I said to Seton, now, this is a potential sponsor, partner here. Can you go out to South Bend on your way to the Super Bowl? So he and the French kid... Took the van, stopped in, tire rack, got to see the entire uh, work uh, that, station. Wait, that warehouse, this is going to sound surprising, has an unbelievable amount of tires in it. Like how many? More than you could possibly. What you're thinking right now, even more than that. You know the scene but at the end of. what else would they have in there? You, you know the, the scene at the end of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're wheeling the crate in and it has the Ark in it oh, and yeah. they're trying to. It's like that. It's that many tires. But what else would Tire Rack have but tires in their warehouse? I know, but I'm just saying it's more than you think it is. It's a crazy number of tires. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. All right. Not enough flute in music these days. Yeah. Jamal Crawford's got his headphones on, listening to the music. Boz Skaggs, not a bad uh, vibe there. What do you think? I love it. Uh, that song, it's, it's amazing. When you listen to music like that, I wonder if he knew that we'd still be playing it 20, 30 years later. You know what I mean? So I, I think it was, it's great. What kind of music would you listen to before a game? You know what I used to do, Dan? I would listen to the same music I listened to in high school. So it could be Mariah Carey. It could be uh, Jay-Z. It could be Tupac. It could be anything I listened to at that moment because I wanted to be as free as I was on the court in high school in the NBA. So I try to put myself in that mindset. Did you meet Mariah Carey? I actually did meet Mariah Carey in New York when I was there. Uh, she came to a game, I believe, in my first year there and met her. And I was like, wow, like I used to play you when I was in high school. So it was, it was, it, it was pretty cool for sure. But when's the last time you remember or first time you remember like looking at somebody in the stands and going, damn, that's such and such? Oh, the first time. Uh, I would say it's probably Q-tip 
when I was with Chicago Bulls and and he told the story I was at a game and he was shocked I was having a pretty good game and I'm taking the ball out of bounds right in front of him I was like oh yeah I love tripod question by the way Q-tip, you're the man I threw the ball and he started cracking up laughing he's like how would you even know I was right there I'm like I'm always pretty in tune with who was there that's good stuff. All right, the official uh, introduction, Jamal Crawford, former sixth man of the year, NBA TV, one of our favorites here. Give me the expectation level you would have as a teammate of Victor Wambayama in San Antonio. Well, it depends if I'm a veteran teammate or if I'm a younger teammate. You're a veteran. You know, if I'm a young, I'm a veteran. I, I would say, you know what, we've seen a lot of guys come in the league, uh, obviously not quite with the same amount of hype, but I will look at the, the good that he does. Obviously, he. He's a unicorn. Dan, have you seen anything like him? No. I, I Ralph Sampson comes to mind. That, yes, that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, so Ralph was similar, but he didn't have the handle or the range. But he he was a different 7-4 than we'd ever seen before in the league. Yeah, he's like a combination of guys. And, and what I love is, is when you talk to him or you listen to him, his focus is there. And I'm not sure he could have went to a better place in San Antonio. Obviously, Pop is the man. And and having Duncan and Manu and Tony and David Robinson, all these great guys over the years, I'm sure have a great system in place uh, to develop. But if I'm a veteran guy, I'm going to say, young fellow, we're going to put our head down, we're going to work. Don't let your highs get too high or your lows too low. This is We're just going to continue to work and continue to work and keep doing that. You'll be special. But how do I use him on the court, on the offensive end? I think he kind of determines that. What's he ready for? Is he ready to go on the perimeter? Is he ready to play out the mid-post? Is he ready to handle the ball and pick and roll? I think that's how I'm looking at him because he's so unique with such a skill set. It's about which one's ahead of which first in the pros because it's going to be a little bit different for sure. But also trying to figure this out that when I was growing up, if you were tall, don't even think about coming out to the perimeter. Now these guys all want to come out to the perimeter, but that leaves the lane. I mean, inside is open here. That These guys, it feels like those are easy twos you could have but I don't know if anybody wants easy twos anymore. No, they want the easier three, right? It's funny. At my pro-am, I was sitting up watching up top, and I was looking down, and not one guy in the warm-ups, not even the big guys, <laughs> went there for a layup. They're all shooting jumpers down. I'm like, look, look where the game is going now, right? Like, everybody wants to shoot the three ball, and everybody can work on that. So I think it's appealing to, to the world. It's universally appealing. But I wonder about this, though, Jamal. Are three-point shooters going to be like running backs in the NFL? that you can find them because everybody's going to be able to shoot that. And then you can find running backs. I mean, the Kansas city chiefs had a seventh round draft pick uh, on their super bowl winning team. It, I just feel like the guy who can shoot the three, that's going to be commonplace and you'll be able to, you know, guy gets too much money or going to want too much money. Move on. We'll find another three and D guy. Right. Right. That's a good question, but I really am interested to see if, the big man, right, will come back, or the going inside or just not shooting threes will come back after Denver's won it, the way Joker and those guys did it. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, there's no Jokers out there, but I'm just interested to see if the game will, will kind of revert back. You know, it's a copycat league. Okay, but what would Shaq be doing now if he was coming out of college? Oh, oh my goodness. Dan, who's guarding? First off, you're probably putting like a power four on him because there's no more true centers. Very few, right? So yeah. Shaq would do whatever he wanted to do. I mean, Kavon Looney is not going to shut down Shaq. No, no disrespect to Kavon, but I'm not. Like, he was already the most dominant in that physical era. Like, in this era, he would 
Shaq may even try to dust off some of his point guard skills from high school and bring it up, <laughs> drop it off, and do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, because yeah. this is it's that, it's that league now. Yeah, but, I mean, the league is built upon these big men. Is Kareem going to be a three-point shooter? Uh, Hakeem no. or David Robinson? or I mean, run down the list of all these great big men who, who made their Hall of Fame names by playing inside. Yes, and I would hope these GMs are smart enough to allow – their guys to, to play to their strengths, right? Like everybody should not be a three-point shooter. It's not for everybody. We can't just say, okay, uh, you know, Dwight Howard late in his career, like you're going to start shooting threes. Like, Ooh. no, you go dominate inside, right? And then we'll work out from there. But then you have Brooke Lopez, who didn't take threes, who extended his career by being able to make threes. Yeah, he, he's – I want to say he's an anomaly. I, w- I wouldn't want Shaq doing that. I definitely would not want. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I wouldn't want, uh, oh, my goodness, so many dominant guys in there like that can dominate. Tim Duncan, I wouldn't want him just stepping out shooting threes all the time. Yeah, because he'd try to bank him. We're talking to Jamal Crawford, NBA TV. Give me, uh, Tell me how it works with Chris Paul and Golden State. That's a great question. Um, I think if they start him, I think he's he comes out early, kind of like he did in Houston. Uh, you know, probably comes out the five-minute mark, comes back in the second quarter and runs the second quarter unit as well. So he has a lot of second unit guys around him where the ball is still in his hands. But now if you're Steph, you have two-point guards. And, and for Golden State, you have another thinker. You always want as many high-IQ thinking guys as possible, especially when you're a championship team like they are. Yeah, I think he's going to come off the bench. I think he would be a great guy to have coming off the bench to help those younger players. I mean, they got to eventually – Kaminga has to show me that he can take that next step. And I, I, yes. I wonder if Chris Paul, because i got to limit his minutes, too, maybe around 25 minutes a night. Uh, I don't want him playing 32 minutes. i I, I got to limit that, and then all of a sudden he leads the second wave. At least that would be the approach. But I'm also wondering about, I, I, and I was told these two things. Golden State was interested in Chris, and Draymond would not come back to Golden State if Jordan Poole was still there. Jordan Poole gets knocked out and then gets sent to Washington. That seems a that seems mean spirited, Jamal. <laughs> no, that that one I didn't see coming. I did not see that trade coming whatsoever. Like I thought Jordan Poole was, you know, they committed to him. He just helped him win the championship the year before. Well, who would you keep? Would you keep Jordan Poole or you would keep Draymond? Well, it depends on what you need. I think for Golden State, Draymond is kind of more vital to their success just because he does such he takes such responsibility being the point forward, right? I'm not sure I've ever seen, well, I'm sure I have, but very few combinations have I ever seen that kind of needed each other as much with Steph and Draymond. So if it comes down to it, it has to be the Draymond-Steph thing. They have to kind of go together. And once he opted out, now it's like, okay, we definitely have to resign and we can't lose him. And that's where things start taking hold. If Damian Lillard called you yes, asked for advice, have you talked to Dame Lillard? I have not talked okay. to him. If, if he reached out and said, we just got another younger guy. We keep getting younger. I'm getting older. I'm not going to be playing in big games. What advice would you give him? I would tell him to stay the course. Uh, I think out of all the guys that were in the draft, I, be- I truly believe Scoot, even though he's young, is the most NBA-ready physically, uh, most ready mentally. I did an interview with him, and just hearing his, his answers and how he looks at things and how he approaches things, and I asked him, I said, so you, at 17 years old, your parents sent you across country. I said, that's a kudos to you and them, that they trust you enough to go there. 
and that you're ready for that. Right. But so if I'm Dame, I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to give this young kid a chance. I know he's young, but if I go get another, let's say, all-star, if he can bring the same kind of impact in year one, then maybe I can grow from here. But I'm not giving it a lot of time. I'll probably give it half a season, see how it works out, and then I'm not getting younger from Dame. I'm ready to go win a championship. Yeah. You know what's weird? What, what would you tell him, Dan? What would you tell him? I would say, what is going to make you happy? Like, you've given Portland everything. Yes. If you leave, you come back, they're going to give you a standing ovation. You know, it's not like Chris Paul, when he leaves, he comes back to New Orleans or Houston. You know, Dame is part of Portland's basketball landscape forever. But I want to know, like, what what is the joy that you're going to get now from playing basketball? And where are you going to get that joy? Because he can get 30 a night, but so what? You want? I'd rather he got 25 and they were meaningful games. And th- that yes. America got, remember we fell in love with him because we got to see him on a big stage and he hit big shots? Yes. You know, I feel bad. It's like Mike Trout playing baseball. He got three playoff games against Kansas City. Hadn't played in any playoff games since then. But, Dan, is the ultimate win for him to say, you know what, I'm going to be viewed when this is all said done like a dirt, like a Steph Curry. In a league where there's such change that I'm the one pillar, I have an opportunity to be the best player to ever play here, and I stayed here my whole career. Yeah, but they build around Steph, and they build around Dirk. That's the difference. If, if That's a big difference. That's a big difference. And that that's where, you know, your head or your heart, which one are you going to go with at that point, right? And that's with the battle at some point that he's going to approach if they don't change things fast. And we don't value loyalty in sports, whether it's a player to a team or, you know, an owner or coach to a player. And Dame is giving you loyalty here. And somehow we'll find fault in that. Like KG when he was in Minnesota. It's like, dude, you know, you got to get out. He should have left three years before, right? That's what we'll be saying at the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But also you played for what, six teams, seven teams? Well, nine if you count the one in the bubble too. You got to give me that one too. That bubble game gave me a year in it. Dan, it gave me a year. It gave me a year and another team for one game. Did you keep all your jerseys? No, I only have two in my house. Actually, I have uh, my Knicks one and my my Clippers one, and both teams traded me loyalty. Right, go figure. You played six minutes, I think, for Brooklyn, didn't you? If I had five points, three assists <laughs> in six minutes, Dan, and I had played 16 months, I said, you know what? This is feel like it did right when I left 16 months ago. Absolutely. You know, if we prorate that, you know, you're getting 37 oh. a night. I mean, you're killing it. Yes. And I came back against the best team in the league at that time. I said, I don't want to come back against Orlando. I want Milwaukee. Jack Vaughn looked at me like I was crazy. He said, you sure you want them? I said, yes. So, what's what's the, worst, said, no. the worst way you found out you got traded? Oh, the worst way. You know what? If you go back, the Knicks, actually, I was playing. We were in Milwaukee, and Mike D'Antoni had just did a sit-down interview with John Thompson, the late John Thompson, the rest of the piece, on TNT, and they were talking. And he was like, yeah, you know, Jamal could average, you know, 25 here, 30 here, whatever. He can be, you know, a great, great scorer. I'm in Milwaukee shooting around. I hear a rumor, and I'm like, well, he just stopped averaging 25 or 30. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not playing Milwaukee. He held me out that night, Dan. That was it. It took me three days to recover from that one. Well, no, no. I think he was saying you could average 25 a night, just not with just his Just not team. here. Yeah. 
<laughs> just not here. Yeah. He said it. Yeah. He said in Golden State, you'll get more uh, shots than running up and down. So, yeah, that's what happened. That was shocking. Hey, great to talk to you as always. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's uh, LeBron played last year in your summer league. He did. Is he playing this year? I don't know if he's playing this year, uh, but we will have some, some superstars playing this year, and hopefully, and even if he doesn't, he definitely helped the momentum with guys coming, superstars stepping up. So we'll see what happens. Is that just he shows up and then you go, oh, damn, LeBron's here? No, he actually texted me uh, okay. a little bit before. There some people working behind the scenes. Absolutely. Shante Murray was working behind the scenes. Cups was working behind the scenes. So many guys kind of pushing it forward. And we had talked about it, and it just didn't add up. But the timing was right. And he was excited. Dan, he was so excited. He wanted his jersey delivered uh, to the hotel like it was AAU. He, <laughs> wanted, he really wanted to put on a great show. So kudos to him for that. Uh, thank you again, Jamal. Always great to talk to you. Thank you. That's uh, Jamal that. Crawford, so one of our favorites, NBA TV. Got a bright future in this business. Let's take a break. We got uh, more phone calls coming up. We're back after this, Dan Patrick Show. It's a Friday, but it could be a Sunday. And if it were a Sunday, then it would be Slider Sunday. King's Hawaiian. Yeah. It's not an official holiday, but it should be. They have all kinds of recipes. They call it recipe inspiration. Kingshawaiian.com. Slow cook pulled pork mac and cheese sliders. How does that sound? Pork shoulders seasoned with garlic and thyme, paprika, cayenne, combined with mac and cheese, and then you put that on the OG, the original King's Hawaiian sweet roll. Man, that is good. Slider Sunday. You know, that's the next great weekly meal time. So many great slider combinations. The one constant is starting with King's Hawaiian. Whether it's the original Hawaiian sweet rolls or the pre-sliced slider buns or the ones that are so decadent, the sweet and salty pretzel slider rolls. King's Hawaiian. Slider Sunday. Make it an official holiday in your family. The irresistible, fluffy King's Hawaiian rolls. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. 
And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I got odds for uh, Wembayama, his rookie season, according to DraftKings, to average 20 and 10 plus 170 to average 20 and two blocks per game plus 205. Spurs to win the title, and Wemby to win Rookie of the Year, plus 30,000. You know, we're talking about his expectations. What's the team's expectation? That's what I'm curious about. When they have 25 wins last year? Does that sound about right for uh, the Spurs? Yeah, they're 22 and 60. Okay. All right. So what would be fair for the expectations for the team itself? 30... 32 wins? Maybe? They've got a bunch of guys you don't know, you know, on that team. They just got a bunch of solid ball players, but none of them are even like B pluses. Well, you got Greg Popovich, though. You got the Hall of Fame coach. I wonder how this helps them free agency, because it is a, you know, a, a somewhat cool market. There's a lot of you know, good tax implications. Now you're going to be under the, you'll get a lot more coverage than a lot more national TV games. Yeah, plus you'd want to play with somebody like that who plays at both ends uh, and just sort of be there for the ride as well, complimenting him and his game, uh, Yao Ming. I remember when they had Coutinho Mobley and Steve Francis, and I thought, okay, all right, you got some guys here. And then when I went to Houston, I went down there for a day, and I didn't like the body language at all. It didn't feel like everybody was embracing Yao Ming, like Stevie Franchise and Coutinho Mobley. It's like, all right, he's coming in. He's got to adapt to us. And I'm thinking, no, it's not the. Uh, it's going to be the other way around. Yes, Marvin. Steve Francis, relax. You didn't want to go to Vancouver. You could have been in Vancouver <laughs> and been the guy there. Yeah. Yeah, Pauline. Yao Ming had a really good career going. His first three years, he played all 82 games. Then he started getting hurt, but he was playing better. I think... His second to last year in the league, he was 27. He averaged 25 points, 11 rebounds, three assists, two and a half blocks. It was yeah. all working out. Yeah. He was playing like 37 minutes a game. And then 
Once he had that foot injury at age 28, it was over fast. And he was so – he had a, a, a thick trunk. Like, he was built to – he. We think Shaq's big, and, and you'd have Shaq stand next to Yao Ming, and you'd go, Yao Ming is big. It's one of the most shocking pictures you could yes. see is those two standing next to each other. Yeah. Shocking. Because, you know, I stood next to Mark Eaton, and he was 7'5", and he was a big 7'5". I stood next to Sean Bradley, and he was 7'6", but he was a thin 7'6". Minute Bull. When you stand next to Yao Ming, it's like, there, there aren't many people on the planet who are bigger than that guy. And you would think Shaq would be there, and, and you know we always look at Shaq and go, oh, man, he's the biggest guy in the NBA. Yao Ming was bigger than him. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Aloha, Dan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, you talked about doing Dan Patrick's show to your last breath. Yeah. Well, I hope you do, buddy, because you'll never jump the shark. You'll always be the Fonz to us. And... Uh, Happy days, happy days. Speaking of, Paulie <laughs> appears happy today, which is weirding me out. Well, Fritzy's not here. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought he was just contributing the right amount today. No, no, Fritzy's Fritzy's out today. <laughs> yeah, I thought you, I thought you turned up the A Seaton in the back row because it seems a lot cooler back there. <laughs> I just thought this he was getting the right amount. Is this a roast today? The right amount is yeah. funny. Okay. Uh, this is a meat Friday, Dan. Roast seems appropriate. Okay. All right. What else do you have for me, Ryan? Today's show is so great. It's gone so smoothly. smoothly. It's sports Emmy worthy. And I know you'll steer this yacht home today, Dan. Thank you, Ryan. That's, that's, that's Ryan in Honolulu with some nice words. For a change. Kicking up the A. Seaton. It's cooler in the back. Mm. I okay. put down uh, the uh, cone of silence there over Fritzy's desk. There. That's nice of you. Yeah. In memoriam for Fritzy not being mm. here today. So he misses out on the Philly cheesesteaks and Yacht Rock. <sighs> and donuts. And donut day, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Todd. Sorry, hope, buddy. Hope you feel better. Uh, Jack in San Antonio. Hi, Jack. What's on your mind? Hey, I've got a nickname for the number one pick. I'm not even going to try the name. Okay. But uh, the dictator, because he dictates your shot angle. He dictates your game plan. Okay. Um, I don't know in this politically correct world, I don't know if dictator is going to work, but uh, sure, we can workshop that. Yeah, Paul. That might be better for Grady Dick, the guy out of Kansas. Oh, he is the dictator. Right. Yeah. That's a better name. (laughs) And somehow tater works for him, too. He got a little bit of a tater vibe. Yeah. If he was only from Idaho and went to Kansas. Tater. Hey, tater tot. The dictator. How did Duke not get him? He seems like a territorial Duke guy. I don't know. (laughs) He's born to play for Duke. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because everybody who plays for Duke is a hater. No. There you go. I know. A Grady Dick. He can shoot. He can get a shot off. Just wanted to stay home, I guess. Yes. You know? Apparently so. Yeah. Apparently so. Uh, <laughs> First one in, last one out. Yeah. 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 Probably does, you know, son of a coach. Yeah, Paul. It's going to be fun next year when the announcers call his shot, if you know what I mean. Dick from three. You know, it's just going to be good TV. <laughs> Unbelievable night. What a dick. <laughs> Look at that dick move. He totally crossed him up. 
poor guy's entire <laughs> life. He's probably heard those things. Let's get him out of the way now. Yeah. Yes, Marv. I was watching the Kansas Kansas State game, and they were uh, saying deceptively, deceptively <laughs> athletic. I wanted to pull the hair that I don't have out of my head. Yeah, I was like, he's six eight two oh five. What do you mean deceptively athletic? He looks athletic. The skin color says yeah. that he's not supposed to be. Yeah. I was like, he's six eight two oh five. I'm not sure what. Although you're deceptively athletic, Marvin. Well, this is. I'm carrying an extra 60 pounds. I know, but I you're have. deceptively athletic. You're not athletic. You're deceptively yeah. athletic. <laughs> and I'm actually less athletic you're, than I appear, <laughs> if possible. You're, yeah, you're not deceptively. No. Yeah. Seton is athletic. He's not deceptively. He's athletic. I didn't see him dunking out there recently. No, 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 but he, he's got hand-eye coordination. Right. He can shoot. Got a nice little jumper. You know, he can play both ends of the floor. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Wait, you're not buying into this compliment here? You're athletic. Yeah, no, I'm just listening to you. I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. By all means, please continue. Yeah. He's got big hands, too. But Massive. bigger hands than you. Yeah. yeah. Deceptively big hands. Are we, gonna, are we about to <laughs> check our wingspan? Ooh, Is that where we're going right wow. now? I think we did this before. Are we about to go wingspan on that? I think we wingspanned before. I don't think we've grown. Mm. Yes, Marv. I haven't. Your wingspan? Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. Everybody last night, you're six seven, your wingspan's seven two, felt like. I never mem- remember that growing up where somebody'd be like, he's got the his wingspan's impressive. I think J.J. Reddick said that he was minus wingspan, <laughs> that he's actually taller, but his arms aren't yeah. wider. You know who's got – I'd like to know what Jerry West's wingspan is because Jerry West has some long arms. Because he's 6'4", six, six but he's got – he's probably got a 6'9", six, 6'10", six, wingspan there. Next time we have him on, ask Jerry West that. Final hour coming up. Oh, Seth Greenberg. From the mothership will join us. Get his thoughts on the draft. More phone calls as well. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.